Welcome to Texas, man. Uh, Levi, what's been up, dude? Not much, man. Just been working. <laughs> been keeping up with a little bit of the news as much as I can, anyway. Yeah. What else do you follow? Like in, you like you've been uh, doing arrowhead digging or what? A little bit. Uh, I, we've been doing a little bit of ground uh, surface hunting. You know, uh, took a buddy of mine down to the mound the other day, and he found a real nice little bird point thing. It was probably about the size of a dime. Yeah. Real small. And that's why you called a bird point is because it would have hunted like a bird or well, something possibly. No, no, no? not necessarily. Uh, a bird point is just a nickname for them, really. Uh, it's actually a true arrowhead, you know. Those little bitty bird points, that's what, you know, like I said, a true arrowhead, uh, in, that's what they actually would have strapped to the front of those arrow shafts. Yeah. Some, you know, every now and then somebody will show you an arrowhead, quote unquote, that's like, you know, a good two, three, maybe even four or five inches long. Yeah, real you know? thick. Real big old rock, yeah. you know. That's not an arrowhead. You can't strap that thing to the front of an arrow and expect it to fly straight. Yeah. True arrowheads were what they call bird points, real small little points, you know. Uh, and they've been found in connection with bison kills. Yeah, uh, you know. So they were for hunting, but not for oh, birds. No, not not for just for birds, game, but yeah. for larger game. They were arrows. They were yeah. what you know. I mean, if, yeah, if, if you'd have been shot by Indians in the old west, that's you, what, you were getting shot with bird points. You know. Man. I mean, yeah. Man, that's but, amazing! Uh, wow. You know. Yeah, you know my daughter. My daughter, nine-year-old daughter, has been finding flint rocks out there and like finding fascination. Yeah. You know, chipping away at them and and right. uh, yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, that's something you always just try to do in your in your free time. And surface right. skimming is just you're just like looking over the top. Just you're not looking really digging. over the top. Yeah, no no digging. Uh, you know, we had some heavy winds blow through the other day here. Yeah. And so they moved a lot of leaves that have been uh, covering the ground for. For quite a few weeks now, yeah, and so for the first time in a while, you could actually see the ground down there. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, my dad actually had the the idea to go down there and take a uh, leaf blower and blow some leaves, and uh, that was actually a pretty smart idea. You know, it, it moved the leaves. I don't think he found anything, but uh, but it was a smart idea. It worked. Yeah, yeah you it worked. One day. It worked. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so what else have you been following in the news? What have you been seeing? What's been, like, on your radar, like, that you've been well, paying attention uh, to? Well, uh, man, you know, I just the typical things that are on everybody's feet, I assume, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know yeah. the, What's the most the, on yours? Like Probably the, the most kind of things I see on my feet is, has to do with, like, the election still. You know, the Electoral College met yesterday, you know, for everybody listening. We're meeting on the, the Tuesday after... Uh, the Electoral College has met, you know, they, they met yesterday on a Monday, and they elected Joe Biden, just like everybody has been saying. The Supreme Court shot down Texas's uh, lawsuit. lawsuit. Yeah, that's yeah. the word I was looking for. Uh, and that was pretty much, I think a lot of people pretty much accepted that the fat lady had sung after that happened. Uh, there are still some people I see saying, oh, Trump still can win. This is how he can still win. I don't. I don't. I don't buy it anymore. You know. I think. Yeah, I think Biden yeah. is going to be the president. You know. Uh, like we were saying earlier, though, we were talking about earlier, though, what what might happen on inauguration day. You know, because it's looking like this thing, Trump might not concede. You know, right right up until inauguration day, and uh, you know what happens then. And uh, there's uh, apparently a lot of people who think that he's going to have a rally on the uh, 
the inauguration day of, of Joe Biden uh, when he's going to announce his 2024 run. It will be very interesting to see what Donald Trump does, I think, yeah. in the, you know, uh, think. if he wants to run in 2024, um, you know, he might just, he might just concede and just say, good luck for four years. I'll see you in four years. You know, I'm going right. to have this moment. And I think that would be a smart thing to do for him because just because of his personality and right. the way it's been perceived, at least. I don't know. I've never met the guy, so it's hard-pressed to say what his personality really is like right. because you only see his pub- public persona, I think. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a big one, man. On, I guess on mine, on mine, I see a lot more of, like, people, uh, vaccination stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, you know. Definitely see a lot of that. I've always thought about the vaccination issue too, just because I see a lot about it. Is you know they they put they put people in this box. It's like you're either a, a an anti-vaxer or you're a vaxer, and I've always hated that because it's like, well, I mean, what if what if there's a vaccine that's like just comes naturally? It's been processing over. 12 years they come out with it they're like hey if this strain of this comes back we've got a vaccination for it because we've been working on it right. it's it's not complicated you know maybe somebody would you trust it right yeah. it's it's well trusted and right. then but that same person might say well you're putting seven sh- seven things in this you know there's a lot of questions about it and i just don't trust it and it's like you know what are you so you're an anti-vaxxer one day and a and a, and a vaxxer the next i mean you know, it, it's a hard box. I, I think there's people that believe in vaccinations and are fine with vaccinations that just don't like where they've gone and they don't trust the pharmaceutical right. industry. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't blame them either. Yeah. I mean, so. and you especially can't blame anybody for being skeptical about this vaccine. I, I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, no, You know, come on. Most vaccines take 10 to 12 years to, uh, to really produce and to test you know, and the reason they take ten to twelve years is not not just to test the, the immediate side effects, but to test the long term side effects because that's a big deal. You know, yeah. Uh, and this thing has just been what usually gets done in ten to twelve years has now been done in ten to twelve months, and it's just in, ridiculous. In this, I mean, it's in, ridiculous yeah, to yeah. think that this is not going to have any sort of long term side effects that they don't know about. Of course, it is. It's uh, it, it, it's absolutely going to have long term side effects that they don't know about because yeah. they have there's there's absolutely no way yeah. they've tested the long term side effects of this vaccine yeah. but they're about to start but they already are they're already pumping it in the arms of people out there yeah. and there's people that are lining up th- this is the really disturbing part it, it it doesn't necessarily disturb me that people would have this idea <laughs> yeah. that the people in power would have this idea this is what I would expect from people in power. You know, what really disturbs me is the fact that there are people lining up with smiles on their faces. They're proud. They think they're being patriotic for taking that vaccine, for taking it. And, you know, if you want to be, if you think you're being patriotic because, you know, if you want to be some sort of guinea pig for your country, because that's essentially what you're doing. Yeah. If you take the vaccine at this stage, because... Like I said, there's no way. They, there's no possible way they know the long-term side effects of this vaccine. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. I totally yeah. agree. And this is one area, too, where I think that, you know, Donald Trump has a, excuse me, Donald Trump has a business-minded mentality. He has a, and that's, I think, in a lot of ways, that's favorable to a lot of people. But I think with something like this, this is where it doesn't really mesh well, because this really is something that, uh, if if, if I mean, you, mandating this is insane, especially under in this political climate. 
people's distrust of the media and of, of the establishments already. This That would be an insane thing. But if, if indeed that's the route they were going to go, then, then, I mean, man, it's just not... It needs to... It's way too... It's, it really needs to be something that they know a lot about. I right. mean, that's 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 big time. You're talking about a lot of people no, taking absolutely. it. You know, but of course, kids taking it. And and again, yeah, people already do take the, these. This vaccination is not the first vaccination people have gotten this year that's not good for them. I'm sure there's other vaccinations oh, no, people yeah. are constantly I mean, taking the, as I well. Mean, I mean, the 1976 swine flu vaccination. Yeah, killed more people than the swine flu. Yeah. And I wish we had, you know, you can you can try to pull it up. The 1976 swine flu. I'm gonna, I, I actually have this on the notes, and since we brought it up, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna roll into this real quick. But right. uh, my my friend, a friend of mine who's a lot older than I am, uh, and he's actually a German. He's from Germany, and uh, he moved over here and wanted to become a large animal veterinarian, and he did. He became came that in the United States, and um, I just met him. You know, years right. back, and and he was talking to me about the 1957-1958 pandemic, H2N2 virus. It was an influenza, and it was in. It started in February 1957, um, and it emerged in East Asia, triggering a pan- pandemic. Uh, it was comprised of three different genomes, and it goes all this. It lasted about a year. The estimated total number of deaths worldwide was 1.1 million. And in the United States, it was 116,000. Uh, that's recorded over a year, I believe, right there. So um, there's a lot more about it, and there's other websites that, that tell you about it. But essentially what I was thinking, and I don't know, you can bring up the swine flu. I'll just, I'll yeah. just go on. Because my point about this is not that you know there's not a lot of people suffering from COVID or from anything. You know, There's a lot of things people are suffering from, but uh, this particular illness, you know, these things tend to happen from what I see. And the difference here is and why so many more people are, are hyper-focused on this is because they're being forced to, to be hyper-focused on this. Um, they've shut people's businesses down, essentially. They still are shutting people's businesses down. They force people to wear a mask and do things that seem to be quite ineffective. It says on the box. So I'm just going to say that. I mean... You know, I'm no scientist, but you can read the side of a mask box that says it doesn't protect you from infectious diseases, right? So right. I think we can rule that out, that that's not yeah. really an effective long-term strategy that's going to prevent this from going anywhere, you know? Right. Um, uh, but, yeah, did you bring that up, the swine flu? Well, yeah, I just, I mean, the, Same you know, the thing. swine flu debacle of 1976. Basically, you know, in 1976, there was a, there was a swine flu scare in in uh, you, the United States, but it never really ended up materializing as really as a pandemic or anything like that. But that didn't stop them from uh, from rushing out a series of vaccines that ended up killing 25 people, uh, and which ended up being a higher death toll than the swine flu scare that prompted them to 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 do this vaccine. So, you know, the, just from this little scare. They 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 hurry up and they produce these vaccines that they don't test and they kill people in that in 1976 at least it was scaled down to just to just 25 people but yeah. uh, but my goodness I mean I I really and you know what I hope we're wrong I hope yeah. we're wrong I hope that it ends up being a perfectly harmless vaccine that uh, 
but but I just don't see that. Well, I already yeah. see that it's causing uh, it's causing false positive uh, HIV tests. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you've seen anything about that uh, yet. I think a little bit. Maybe I saw something along those lines. I'm not I'm not sure, but yeah. Right. Well, it, because it, it's gonna it's gonna have it's gonna have side effects. Right. There's just no doubt about it. What those are, how large they are, how small they are, it remains to be seen. That's exactly the point, right? Yeah. It just remains yeah. to be seen. And, you know, and here, you know, that one, the 1976 is is interesting because it's what we were talking about with the vaccinations and that how they can actually really cause more harm. And right. it seems like right around, you know, vaccinations became something that they're like, okay, this is how we're going to fix pandemics. You know, the precedence that's now being set is the danger. Is like, okay, when there's a pandemic, the government's going to save you. You know, and it's like, uh, or someone's going to save you, or somebody's going to save you, or you know, you need to shut down your business or you need to, you know, this hyper control, man. This is the issue. This is the big difference. In 1968, there was a pandemic caused by influenza. Uh, again, it gets into all this other stuff. And it says there was one million deaths worldwide and 100,000 in the United States. Uh, most excess deaths were in people 65 years and older. There was no shutdown. There was no lockdown. There was no mask mandated. It was not covered really in the media. Right. Um, the, my friend, who is a German, actually, he was telling me. So he was telling his mother-in-law, who was, you know, an older, you know, she was raising her kids at that time. <laughs> got a uh, yeah. got a mascot. <laughs> I love it. Um, hey, right. There it is. There's a logo. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, <laughs> the mascot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it says he was telling his mother-in-law, "Did you do you remember the the pandemic, the flu pandemic of the late 1950s?" And she said, "There there was no pandemic like this in the 19." 19- and there was one very close to this. Yeah. It was the Spanish flu killed over 50 million people worldwide. Right. So this is something that I would like. I I really would say like COVID 19 though it has affected our lives massively and it has hurt a lot of people and I don't right. uh, I don't undercut that at all. It's not even close. There was half the world's population at the time and yep. it killed 52 million people. That's astonishing. That's not even. It's not. It can't be compared to that. So I think what right. you could compare it to more would be um, these two, and I'm sure there's been more throughout the years too that just weren't quite as as big. But one right. thing is for sure right. is that a lot of people that we haven't seen yet are going to be affected by the reaction that has taken place. You know, they're going to there more people at food banks than ever. More people that right now are just living on those last bits of credit, hoping that they can hopefully get going in the spring and pay them back. These consequences are going to show their ugly faces in due time. You know, and here again, they're bickering about whether or not they're going to give people financial aid or not. I think a lot of people don't want financial aid, man. I really do. I think a lot of people want to go to work Mm -hmm. and earn their living. It comes, there's a, there's a, a spiritual, mental, like health factor that comes with that as well. Right. You know, keeping yourself sane, like that you're productive, and uh, I think they undercut that fact a, a lot. But uh, yeah, that tied in. So, is there anything else that you think about uh, seen with COVID? Any any new breakthroughs? There was there was the well, one uh, there was the one guy. Uh, did you see the doctor that came out in testimony in Congress that was talking about the one uh, ivermectin? I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong because I don't know if that's what it's called, but I think it's ivermectin. And right. it's like a, a, a type of medicine that's already been established. And he said it, it basically works to prevent this for people and it can be safe. Yeah. And we're trying to tell them to let us use it. You know, let, like 
you know, let us use this drug and treat patients and let's move on with this. So basically what he's saying is there is a blockage between the government and probably the pharmaceutical companies right. to allow these <clears throat> drugs that could work to go through because they're cheap and available. They want everything to be a yeah. brand new, uh, what do they call it, a... Uh, what is the? It's a novel. Everything's novel. Right. Everything's, Everything's novel. Yeah. yeah, and 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 they don't want it to end either. Doctor Corey. I think that they might Dr. want Corey. it. Doctor you know, Corey. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- this goes back. I don't think they really want it to end. They want it to last as long as possible. That way, that they can they can snatch all that much more power. I mean, I don't know if you saw uh, Bill Gates, but basically said that uh, maybe, just maybe. Uh, we can go back to normal in 2022. 2022. Can you imagine going back 10, you know, back to back to March, back to back to the days of 15 days to flatten the curve, right? Slow, you remember that? Rip. Remember slow that? What are we on now? Something like day 270 yeah. something of 15 days to flatten the curve. And now Bill Gates is coming out and saying, oh, maybe in 2022, maybe. If, if you do exactly what we say and if everything goes exactly the way we plan, which, of course, you know, they, they can't plan something yeah. like this. There's, there's no, And they don't have know. any plans. Right. That's the thing is there's, there, there's know, no plans. No, they're just throwing mandates yeah, at it. That's All right. they do is throw these mandates at it to make it look like they're doing something. Wear your mask. Be obedient. Yeah. Remember, it, you know, and it became about, you know, it, it quickly became about a cure or a vaccination. You know, it became quickly about that instead. Um it, it, you know that 14 days to slow the spread quickly it quickly changed and you could see it right then already and right. i think it's just something that we don't all fully understand myself even included it's like i i want to believe wake up one day and just believe that this is all going to kind of just go away even with the election and stuff but i just kind of get this feeling that this thing's going to kind of linger and be something that i i really don't know it seems a part of me wants to think that even if you know this establishment once they don't want to lose control right? right and like if they have the the way they have control is because people believe in their system they believe in it they believe in their institutions and believe in it and they don't want to lose that control man and i it, probably one reason why they hated donald trump so bad number one you know because i think right. he was a little outside of that but number two yep. is that you know if, if they uh i mean man they're uh I kind of lost my train of thought, man, with what I was really, with what I was really going to say. But they're not going to, they're not, they're not going to give up that control. No, they, I mean, they're just no, not yeah. going to give up the that control, man. The precedent that's been set here is not just going to go away. All of a sudden, Gavin Newsom not going to wake up and say, "Hey, we are going to, we were wrong about this. We, it, it COVID nineteen has come and affected <clears throat> our lives, but we should not have mandated people to shut down their business. It's been more, it's affected more people that way." We're gonna. We can be smart about this. We can trust our businesses to make good decisions. We want to work with everybody. They've already done as best they can in covering their faces and right. and distancing people. We want to work with them. They're not gonna do that. They're right. just. That's not the way that they're psychologically built. They're yeah. not. That's not gonna happen. And uh, that that was my train of thought. That was it. Right. I came back to it. But uh, you know, so it's a. Uh, I, I'm trying to swallow that pill. Is like you know. I mean, man. 2021 you know i mean it's just kind of like i think it's I, I i see it and this is actually one thing that i have in here so we'll just swing on to this is yeah, what do you what will you go one. i'll ask you what do you 2021 we're coming up to the new year so right, right. what do you see man what are some of your big things in 2021 that you think are gonna start start well, to emerge <laughs> i see 
<laughs> I see a Biden president, first of all. I don't... I, I, sorry, any any listeners we have out there who might be among the, the, uh, the Trump believers that think he can still pull it off. Hey, let's, you know, if he does... All right, let's see where it goes, you know, let's see what happens. But uh, I don't see any way you're going to prevent a uh, establishment, you know, an establishment takeover of, of installing uh, Joe Biden, you know. Uh, I don't think you're going to stop them from doing that. I, I think that it was kind of silly to think that you could go, that they, for them to think they could just go to the Supreme Court and just expect the, the establishment to... Oh yeah, to reverse its own, what you know, in my opinion, is kind of looking like a coup, you know, like an electoral coup through through voter fraud, through election fraud. Uh, but you know, that's a whole other rabbit hole. We won't go down that right now. But uh, you know, I I forget where I was going exactly with that. Oh yeah, what what do I see for twenty twenty one? Need to do that, dude. yeah. It's so easy. <laughs> what do I see for twenty twenty one? But anyway, no, yeah. I think that Joe Biden is going to be president, and I think I'm not real sure. I think there's two possibilities: either he's just gonna crack down on those lockdowns, and we're gonna have that Bill Gates-style lockdown until 2022, you know, or 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 beyond, uh, or another path I see them possibly taking is doing a good two months of real strict lockdown. And then coming out and saying, "All right, now oh, yeah, you know we did it. We beat we beat COVID. Everybody can go back to normal now. You know we got the bad orange man out of office, and uh, you know and you guys did what we said for a couple of months. So there we go. We saved you. You know, yeah. Because now that uh, you know, and, and I know that I might sound a little cliche always saying things like the establishment or the status quo. You know, but I mean, come on." Biden's been in there for 40 years. If yeah, he's not the establishment, if he's not the status quo, then who the hell is? Well, there's a lot of people, I think, in the Republican and Democratic parties. Like, the parties themselves are, are status quo. Right. Because they've, in turn, their names have gotten us into this mess. Yep. Just inherently because they've been the two parties that haven't let anybody else in. Right. So I think that's more status quo. But what has happened is... People sometimes get their way in those parties that don't necessarily, that are maybe in some ways a good coup, but almost yeah. a coup in themselves. Right. Bernie Sanders uh, and uh, is one, and Ron Paul is yeah. one. I, I see that Donald Trump to me is one. He's definitely kind of is not this mainstream Republican. He was a supporter of the Clintons, you know, right. uh, or the yeah, you know. So in, yeah. yeah, so yeah, back in the 90s. there's a, you know he has an interesting history actually, Donald Trump, and he's you know I I. I choose not to really dive too into him but in, in in the years to come he'll be an interesting one to dive into because his story is definitely an interesting one you know yeah. uh but yeah no i i would say so if there's any you know just to touch on your point on 2021 man it's hard not to say that they're gonna just i could see them kind of lifting but with the whole great reset that we covered and really doing research right. into that, man, I just feel like there's a real deeper agenda here to kind of keep moving these ideas forward of like kind of like monetizing the world, like the world structure and the way that money is done and things are traded. I feel like there's a big shift that's happening that right. that it's not ever going to be able to really go back to what we... I mean, I think it's normal. It's going to be more normal where we live geographically. 
We live right. in we live in a, a state where people are fairly independent in it. You know, I mean, yeah, outside of the big cities, and I no, think in I a agree. lot of the country, it's probably that way. You know, the the communities can really still sustain themselves if they really have to. You know, and and even help themselves along. It doesn't really change our lives. Yeah, you can do what you're doing, but. As far as like the way that the United States is perceived in the world and what happens with the United States remains to be seen. I think the next couple of years are going to be big. Oh, I think this, uh, I think they're going to be very eventful. Because one thing you can assure yourself is that there are uh, half of the country, if not more, does not trust uh, the electoral process anymore. Right. No, half of the country is going to not be. Uh, you know, they're. they're it's just going to be a, no, another hashtag not my president movement. Oh, well, that's for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, but with, yeah. But now the, the, the flip-flop is going to be on the other foot, you know? That's I, the only difference I would there. say I would say uh, if there was a few things that I would, I would keep my, my, my eyes on, it, like if I – just what I would look at personally and what I watch. Well, for me, number one is, is, is the closures, is, is the – the mandated federal lockdowns, yep. uh, because that also creates a big rift between the states and the federal government again. You know, and not to mention, for me personally and, and what I do, that hurts. That that really sucks. You know, because right. that means that all these businesses get shut down that are just trying to make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no, and uh, that affects me personally, and that sucks. And I don't want that to happen for sure. Uh, full disclosure. And the other one too is. Uh, uh, man, I was thinking about this on the way over here. Um, I would say it, there's a lot of... Uh, I don't know much about it. I used to follow foreign policy and stuff when I was a lot younger, and now I just raise, spend time with my kids and teach them math and stuff yeah. more than anything and write right. songs. But uh, I do... I do have, you know, some, like, I, I, I do listen to it if I see something or try to, you know, I'm interested in it. I, I feel for other places in the world, especially that are affected by much more chaos than we always have been, right? right? And I fear that Joe Biden, man, and his track record, he's, you know, it re- when you have a new leader take over in a, in, a, in a country like America that's had its presence in the world, you know, it does shift, like, Obama didn't meet with Kim, Kim Jong-un. Right. You know, Trump did. Trump so did. now this whole relationship changes. Yeah. And the same thing with these Middle East countries. And I think you're. I think that uh, that a hot war is something that you know. You. I hate to say, but man, you know, I could really see something like that, like being something that Joe Biden takes everybody's attention off of their mistakes in, yep. in treating this virus. What What a horrible thing, though. If you can go to war in midst, uh, right after a global pandemic. Yeah. You know, if that doesn't show your true colors, but again, war right. these days are drone strikes and killing people so you know yeah trying to manipulate countries so uh i thought i do watch with joe biden uh him doing that type of stuff and no you can definitely bet with with a with a biden administration a biden harris administration the two they're two long time war hawks yeah you know of course they're going to be uh it's going to be a very interventional uh interventionist am i i don't know if i'm saying that word right but anyway, in, yeah, yeah, interventionalist or whatever, yeah, whatever uh, administration. Is. We'll figure they're it gonna out. Be, they're going to be doing a lot of meddling in, for, in foreign affairs. Yeah. Uh, I think Biden said something to the, to, I, I'm not quoting him here, but it was something to the effect of America's back, you know, as if, uh, 
as if we've been taking some nap under Donald Trump, you know. Well, if we were taking a nap, then I think it was a much needed one. Yeah. You know, I think it was. A, I, th- I think we need to go back to bed. Maybe we need. Yeah, know? actually, you uh, actually you you touched on this one time, and you know, people do say this, and uh, foreign policy doesn't have much effect on you unless you have a family in the military or you yourself are in the military. Um, it really doesn't have much effect on your daily life. But but you said this one time. I just said that. But you said this one time. You, you we you kind of talking about it, and you said something along the lines of. It's not really a popular opinion, but blowback is like a real thing. Oh, it's you know what I'm saying? And thing. and and you get you get what you deserve in this world. You get what you need. And like the, I'm telling you, man, and through this whole process, that gives me peace in my in my mind. Like for me personally, is like that. You know, we're gonna as just people on this rock in in this infinite space. Like we're so small that like we're just gonna get what we need. I mean, right. you can't. You're not gonna manipulate that. No matter right. how much your mind makes you think you can manipulate that, you are yeah. crazy if you think you can't. You yeah. just can't. You know, you can help ideas along, and you can be a part of them, and you can learn new things. But you just cannot. You cannot manipulate things. And uh, you know, we are going to feel the effects of what we've already done. We, right. we like what we've already well, done. Yeah, the, the damage yeah. has been done. In large part, we see absolutely the displacement of people around the world. Where, where does that come from? Yep. You know, wars, funding wars, having people fight each other for land manipulation that we've been involved in, and you know, again, no, this this postmodern world that we live in, it's 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 yeah, like you said, the damage is done. The damage from from this is done. You brought up a very good point there: the population dispersity from this whole thing people because that's that's one thing that I've always found it very ironic that these it's usually the far right people who scream that Europe is being invaded by these by these Muslims you know by these uh, by these Arab and Muslim uh, massive populations yeah, yeah. And, you know but and they want these people to go back to their own countries but what do they want they, they want to keep dropping bombs on their country yeah you know it's like you you don't get to have your pie, you know, to have your piece of cake and that's, eat it too. That's silly. I've, I've they, always okay. thought those people would probably love to go back to they their countries. They would probably love to go back to their own countries. Their, <laughs> like, their, like their when, ancestors when have peace. probably been in yeah. those lands for thousands of years. Yeah. And you know what? Those people have been warring with each other for thousands of years. And it's absolutely ridiculous for us to think that we can go in there and 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 somehow stop their warring with each other. You know, uh, and there's also people who think that, uh, you know, if we if we're not over there, then they're going to come over here, you know, uh, which I mean, I'm not exempt. You know, I'm not saying that they couldn't pull off terrorist attacks, but come, let, let's get real that they're not going to invade the country. You know, yeah. if we were to come home and bring our military back here, that those Muslim countries they're, they're not going to they're not going to invade the United States not I'm not going to I'm not yeah. going to say that they wouldn't pull off some sort of terrorist attacks that would be entirely possible but maybe if we brought all of our military and all of our intelligence agencies back over here to actually defend our own borders maybe we'd actually catch a terrorist once or twice maybe the what's what's the uh, the, the airport security the uh, TSA TSA yeah maybe the TSA would actually for once, you know, for once in their entire existence, catch a freaking terrorist. Well, this is the whole thing, too, is like, I mean, terrorists, you know, I mean, people just, we associate, too, like, 
these countries, it, an angry person that like lost all they have from a war-torn area and becomes a, completely radicalized and becomes a, a terrorist right. and kills other people, which is horrible, and that they're a terrorist right. for sure, and that's they shouldn't part do of the that. But but that that's part you kind of you do create that essentially to an extent. There are just bad people right. in this world too who are just crazy, who are just. But well, there you, was that general. Uh, was it a general or uh, I, I say general some sort of higher up in the military but I remember at a press conference he basically said every time we kill a terrorist you create four more you know and that goes right back to what you were just yeah, saying yeah and, and uh, you know what the real thing today though and again I don't know this for sure but I would assume that the governments and the people that have been in the military and things do know this is that uh Man, war is not you don't you're not concerned with a group of Muslim people that are displaced coming over here and starting a war in your country as much as you're concerned about biological warfare and bringing your country down uh, financially and you know being that things are all electronic and and yeah. uh, you know those are the ways that things bi- biologically is the big one because we're in the middle of a pandemic right now you know which came from people say it came from china right <laughs> here we go yeah <laughs> i mean and, and i mean it did come from china right that's right. that's it did right yeah. it, it, it that's that's the information that that we're given and so um i mean who knows you know this is a whole this is a, a whole nother thing to that is like what are we, what are we as yeah. people even doing creating illnesses that can get out of labs and stuff like that i mean it's just what are we even doing? Why are we spending? I just never understood why we spend our resources. All everyone, like there's good people all over the world. There's way I guarantee you there's more people that would agree with this. I I just truly believe this that if every country's leader just all agreed to just get rid of the damn nuclear weapons and the biological quit manipulating the earth that way and really focus on making it cleaner for everybody. Right. We could do it. As people, yeah, but but that's not our interest. Is we're always in fighting, and uh, and I'm not saying that I want to be some one world thing or something like that. But I'm talking about the, from a violence perspective. But this is the thing: is it, I don't think it could ever really be like that because right. you do have movement of people and ideas and places end up changing because people cultures populations clash. move there, cultures clash. Right. You know, so there's never going to be complete world peace, but. You know, maybe it's just a, something that I, I beat my head on too much. But I definitely don't want to be in a country that's going over and manipulating people. Right. You know, and, and doing that or a, a, a bully state, man. I think right. that's, that's nonsense, yeah. You don't man. want to be a bully state. No, that's and nonsense. And that was, one of, that was one of the main uh, issues of our founding fathers as well. You know, they didn't want us to become this bully state. They didn't want this, uh, this empire that has resulted, you know, and, and but and that's also one thing you could say that, uh, you know, they were they were sort of flawed on as well, is that, you know, this system they created, as much as we might like to, to praise it, uh, it did result in what we have today, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, really, it, it did, you know, the, the Constitution, there, there's a saying that, uh, you know, the, the Constitution, it, it either, it's one of two things, it either is uh, powerless to stop the uh, the huge expansive government we have today, or it does grant the the power of the federal government to be as huge as, and as as uh, expansive as it is, as it is today. Uh, 
but you know I don't I think you can have any ism in the world that you want to but when you when you lose trust and connection between you know people who have garnished more in their life and people who just work you know do the work for a living you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like between the power structure and the the non-power structure man when they you lose that trust it doesn't matter it's going to be chaos it, you can have anything you can have capitalism or socialism or communism or you know anything it, it, i think that it, it has this has definitely lost lost trust man this this system i mean it, it's just hard to say that it hasn't and as much as i i love the country and i think it's i i man i feel so much for people who have have gone overseas and put their lives on the line, right. you know, and, and signed up and gone and fought in wars overseas for freedom and had to watch this sharp decline of our civil liberties in this country today and have people saying that, you know, don't be selfish, it's not all about you, it doesn't matter. And for someone who went over and fought for us to have our freedoms, I think that that does matter to a lot of people. You know, I think it really does matter more than we give credit to. and. Nobody wants to hurt anybody. I'm not saying that. Some people do want to hurt people, but if, from this perspective, you're not trying to hurt somebody by saying I don't want to. I don't want to watch my civil liberties erode right in front of my face. I don't. I believe in it. You know, I don't yeah. want to watch that happen. Uh, and uh, you know, we have talked about this, and I saw something that I think a, a, a friend of yours had had gotten in a conversation with you about, and I agree with a lot of his premise, but he had said something along the lines of like. Uh, uh, a libertarian countries fail faster than other countries yes, do. Yes. But I would love to see the example of any libertarian country. I've never seen this is the only one that is really any type of close example. And the problem is again is that it was never really it never really got in its principles. It had broken its rules when it got started because it still allowed slavery to. Right. It was already broken. It was never allowed to fully See, freedom is a young idea. This is what Ron Paul, this is one of the things right. he's always said, and I, it's one of the biggest things I've taken from him. It's like you're talking about thousands of years of dic- dictatorial you know, thought. Yeah, that's, what we've, that's what we're used to. We're yeah. almost comfortable as humans getting Listen. into those systems. You know, freedom, if the human species is going to exist and, and move on, we had better learn how to take better care of ourselves right. at the human level first. You can't do anything else if you can't take care of yourself. If you can't take care of yourself, how are you going to do anything else? How are you going to help your neighbors? How are you going to help your family? How are you going to help people that you need to help along the way? You can't. You can't do that. It's not possible. And uh, individual liberty, at least understanding what it takes to have uh, the notion that you make decisions in your life and consequences arise from those decisions. You know, it's not like that's a simple concept. It's not a real hard one to construct and and that's one that i think uh the constitution tried to pin down but it was broken you know instantly already i've never known a country that it was really that way and and again i i just i do understand where where people are coming from that this country did a road rather quickly rather quickly (laughs) rather quickly 250 years but there's a there's a lot to that it's not because people were just oh too damn free yeah it's because i mean the the premise was never fully, never completely fully gr- grasped, and it was on. compromised almost from the very beginning by uh, progressive federalists. You know, I, I, if anyone who's interested in this 
time period in history, I would recommend reading uh, Murray Rothbard's Conceived in Liberty, Volumes 4 and 5. Uh, it's, it's a five-volume set, but uh, Volumes 4 and 5 is what goes over the American Revolution time period, and then the time period directly after the American Revolution and the founding of the Constitutional Republic in the 1790s. Uh, but anyway, it, he goes over in very good detail uh, exactly how the Constitutional Conventions of 1789 in themselves were sort of like the first coup in the country. Before the Constitution that we have today, of course, we had the Articles of Confederation. Uh, and the Articles of Confederation were a much looser, much more limited federal government and much stronger, much more self-governing state governments under the Articles of Confederation. I like to say that America was originally a confederacy of states, you know. And I think that uh, even after the Articles of Confederation was repealed and replaced by the Constitution, it still took about 50 years uh, you know, it still took a couple of generations of Americans to really get that spirit of confederation, that spirit of states' rights, you know, yeah. really, to get that really ingrained out of American sentiment. You know, it actually, and, and that kind of uh, peaked in the uh, Civil War. You know, the Civil War was sort of like the, the boiling point of that very, that very argument. The Federalist versus Anti-Federalist argument, uh, you know, I, I've always kind of almost connected the two you know even though they're they're disconnected by about uh by about 90 years still that 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 argument of uh you know what is this country supposed to be is is this country a uh federal government and the state governments are really just some you know really just sort of uh, uh what do you call it they're subservient to the federal government, and they're just they're just kind of departments of the federal government. They issue its laws and stuff like. Or is this country a federation of independent sovereign states? You know that can make their own decisions. Uh, and that was a the very early of that idea was like the the Civil War, right? Basically. That's yeah, that, yeah, a part yeah, of it. It, it, it was with it. slavery was acting that. as the catalyst. Yes, you yes. know, with the issue of slavery acting as the catalyst. Uh, but but yeah, that slavery was the catalyst. But the essential issue was who ultimately has the say over this issue: the federal government or the states, right? Yeah. Uh, and I don't even know how exactly we got down this rabbit hole. But uh, you know, I was just going to yeah, just see, talking uh, about yeah, freedom, talking yeah. about freedom and and the, the, idea uh, the founding of, of the Constitution. Of liberty, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, the, you know the the argument you referred to from Facebook where I uh, and that's a good buddy of mine you know no yeah awesome, no, you know? it makes great points yeah, yeah and, and, and I agree no with, like like you said I agree with a, with a large part of the premise of what he put on there uh, but you know he he was he was really kind of saying that the enlightenment and I think there is there is credit to this idea that the enlightenment and the American Revolution though they were great things for their own time period they do they did lead Inevitably, to this postmodern yeah. world we live in today, well, they, they did. It, well, they, they did. absolutely did. You know, they here, absolutely here we did. Are. Here we are. You know, <laughs> we're living proof that they did. He's right. Yeah. He's right. Uh, I think that that. But his, but, but, but they're not. Uh, yeah. But they're not necessarily 
the circumstantial reason that it did lead to this right. either though like that's not it's yeah. not because of that that uh, led to this there was so many other things that it, that that come into play with that yes. i mean the, another thing things uh, that uh, the founding fathers and the enlightenment here's, era here's philosophers another, could not have predicted you're talking about an enlightenment era and i think there's another enlightenment you know sort of thing going on in people's minds today and that is religion just in general yeah. the idea of religion I think that's been something that's been on people's minds for, you know, a few decades and it's coming to a point where, you know, it's leaving our society that you have to be this, you know, religious, you know, uh, for good or for bad. Some people are right. going to say that's the worst thing that ever happened and some people are going to say it's the best thing that ever happened. Right. But for, for better or for worse, you know, religion is something that, that people are questioning a lot more than they ever have. You know? Oh, absolutely. And, and even people who are believers, you know, who, right. are, who are very faithful people and are believers. They, it's not that, they, that everyone's an atheist. I'm not saying that. Right. They just question, I, question organized religion and, and things. But again, but then you have things like this that happen and it shows how important those communities and those networks are. Oh, because for a long time, the churches and things like that were the organizations in these communities when they, you fall in hard times. Right. They have pantries and things like that to help you know, assist with people who are in need in the community. Yeah. And now there's all this disconnect there. Right. And that's why I bring up that issue because it is an issue today. Right. And, uh, I, well, and it, and it goes back into like, you know, like what was talked about on the Facebook thread. Uh, about you know culture, culture, and I think that was really the point that uh, that I think he was trying to make was that ultimately at the end of the day, and I and I think you know as much as uh, as much as we would like to believe in our libertarian ideals, sometimes I believe that he that, that you know maybe it is true that at the end of the day, you know you you've just got to have a culture that can act as a glue and. Part of that culture often boils down to religion. You know, throughout throughout human history, at least throughout recorded human history, religion has absolutely been that cultural glue that holds a society together. For better, I, and you know, believe me, I'm not saying that we need to return to theocracy. I believe that the, <laughs> that yeah. I believe that monarchy and theocracy led to some of the darkest times the, that our species has ever encountered on this planet. You know, uh, but but I think there is. There's some credit to what he's saying there that you got to have some sort of unifying Structure, glue, yeah. oh, and I think that I think that I don't know if you caught this comment on there. You know that we're 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 watching this system crumble. You know, metaphorically, we're gonna watch it burn. Metaphor, whether we watch it burn physically or metaphorically, it's crumbling before yeah. our eyes, and something has got to replace it. And hopefully, what we can what we can do is we can create a new culture, a new culture that centers around liberty and freedom and that sentiment can be the glue yeah. that holds us together because that's what we really need you know that's what we need to hope for as 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 humans i believe you know not just as texans or americans or or you know but as humans that's what we need to hope for i'm not saying that we need to abolish national lines you're always going to have nationalities and cultures that that are you're always going to have these lines, you know, the people who say sure. that you can just erase them. You can't. I don't believe you can. I don't believe you should just erase these yeah. national lines. But, uh, but I do believe that. I, I don't believe that the uh, that the answer is to regress back to 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 pure these you know 
monarchies of culture yeah. and stuff that yeah. yeah i mean you know and the thing is is you know what i believe again and what 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 we want to have happen is not something that's probably gonna happen you know again it's just you know but what i would like to, I, I personally believe in individual liberty because i just think that it really to me it makes the most sense it's like even it, okay let's say that there's i mean there's people in in your family or there's people in your network that uh that don't you know can't fend for themselves man there's you know that gives them the best chance to be involved with a community whose best interest is in floating everyone's boat yep. and it gives people that idea that your community does matter because it does matter you know and being a part of your community making it better it does matter even if it's you volunteering once a month or is if if it's you uh you know helping to raise your kids you know and right. make sure they come up with a proper you know structure and are ready for this world or if it's you you know giving extra eggs and produce to your community or if it's you going down to the soup kitchen in your community you know these things are important and you know when we have this uh when we have this this massive federal government that can can do the things that they do today which again another thing is i believe in taxes i believe i like nice roads you know i, I believe that there <laughs> yeah. should be this stuff i'm not i'm not anti that i i I like right. it. I, I think it's 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 these are good ideas and they should be kept. But you know, just they, they the overreach. Yeah, the overreach yeah. is is just incredible. And what's happened this year should open everyone's eyes to the fact that you know what. Even if you say that you're selfish for just thinking about you know your freedoms or liberties because everyone's dying from this illness. It's like they there was a lot of people dying in 1957 and 58 yeah. too. Mm -hmm. You know, and there was a lot of people dying of heart disease you know so if we care about people's health so much then let's just shut down no one smokes cigarettes anymore no one go to fast food restaurants anymore no one drinks soda anymore see no one wants to give that stuff up so yeah. right there it tells you you do care about liberty then you do because you want the right to right. be able to do that stuff yeah even if it's in your own home oh why because it's your own home because you like that right, yeah. because everyone does like a bit of that. It's like I think you alluded to it on a prior episode. You, everyone likes their liberty. Yeah, they might not like everyone's liberty, but they do like their liberty, and they will speak up when they think their liberty is going to be impeded. That's upon. right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but yeah, you know, these are these are crazy times we live in, though. And and 2021, you know, back to kind of our predictions on 2021. Oh, we were Man, yeah. we're still on that segment. Yeah. Holy cow, man! Yeah, it kind of. I kind of wanted it to rant today, though. I we were right. we were a little shorter last time, so I said, well, this time we'll we'll rant a little bit and get yeah. deeper into some things because it's just it's so moving, dude. It moves so much, man. I can't even. You know, I I try to pay attention to as much as I can. I left the election a while back because I kind of I figured that you know that's been called. Right. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. the media came out, the way that it is today. When they came out, people were like, oh, the media doesn't call the election. But yeah, they do. Yeah, they, yeah, they do. do. They, with the, who yeah. owns them? Who we know owns them? And yep. that, that that's a very telltale sign that it's an uphill battle at best. I'm not saying it could something couldn't happen. Something still is probably going to happen. Yeah, I believe. I say, yeah, still I say, be some major. Yes, at least something we read about in our Facebook feeds, at the very least. Yeah, but man, I'm just. I also, you know, I'm really trying to focus on, you know, I like working, like like everybody, trying to focus on keeping my job steady and making sure that you know you can keep going on that too, because. Man, that is one thing that weighs heavy in my mind. Yep. You know, it's like I do not want to have to stop working, man. Like so, you know, I'm like I know that that Governor Abbott has said that you know he's not they're not going to shut down, and uh, but 
You know, that's like one thing yeah. on my mind that's personally. Hoping he sticks to it, man. Hope, hope he sticks to it. I, I don't know if he, you know, 2022 is going to be interesting here in Texas. You know, we're yep. going to see who, who gets to, uh, who's going to be running for governor. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've seen Matthew McConaughey. He's hinted at it. Yeah. He you know you know what, though? I'm going to say this right now, and I'm already going to get on this train. And, and I, I don't know. See, elections are just... We don't, if we don't have faith in elections, then all that I'm going to say is is uh, oblivious. But I do want to say this, that Tulsi Gabbard is a politician. And she's... I don't even care what party she's in. I don't know. I don't care. But she's one that every time she makes headlines it's for a, a in my opinion a good reason even if it doesn't mean to be right. even if it's a, a, one of the mainstream networks trying to smear i always look into it and she's always seems to have her head placed in the right direction right like moving forward and uh you know we need we need good leadership like that to emerge and i really feel like she's someone that i would like keep a close eye on yeah. i know that's the more of uh four years away not two years away but uh you know, there's also these recall efforts going on. I know there's a big recall effort going on. They have to like mid-March to right. get another, you know, so many votes, you know, almost a million votes to recall Governor Gavin Newsom. I don't know if it's going to happen, but that should go to show that 2022 is going to be interesting for oh, a lot of states, yep. not just Texas. Yep. And and a, another thing that has happened, speaking of this, is um, we had spoke about the biggest media company in the world is actually called JRE, the Joe Rogan Experience. They moved to Austin, Texas. Yep. He moved to Austin, Texas. Um, also, Elon Musk moved his one, you know, his operation, his headquarters to Austin, yep. Texas. Uh, now you have HP who has moved from Silicon Valley to Texas. Houston, I believe. I could be wrong. Right. And now you have another one that just went, Oracle, just this past week. Another huge company has come and brought their headquarters from wow. Silicon Valley, Texas. Yeah. This is another big time. I, I just, well, for us, I mean, this is this one's the biggest trend of all because right. this will affect our lives in Texas Absolutely more than will. anything. You know, and it, I mean, I wanted to, let's talk about this for a second. So, I mean, when you look at all of this immigration from California, there's a lot of people who think that uh, you know Texas is going to be the next California because of this, but I'm more of a, of the opinion that maybe Texas. I don't think it's going to be the next California. I think that the, I think that this is Texas, and you, you know the real money and a lot of the power and influence in Texas comes out of not out of Austin, but out of Dallas Fort Worth, which is strong. Which if you look at the map, Dallas Fort Worth is the only major city in. Uh, or I should say cities in in yeah. Texas yeah. that uh, voted red, you know, and a lot of power and influence comes out of Dallas. A lot of you know people think that Austin. Well, runs and Texas, Texas is a huge state. Yeah, it, it is. And, huge. And, and so the red in Texas weighs very, very exactly heavy. like that's because what, it's that's rural. what I'm alluding to is that Texas I think could end up becoming a, a sort of a de facto gold state. I agree. Uh, you no, know, we've, we've, we've kind of talked about this we, a yeah, little bit. W without even without even electing a libertarian governor or or, or anything like that, we could become uh, reflective through our policy, sort of a not, may, maybe not necessarily a gold state, maybe not necessarily yeah. a libertarian state. They're but, not going to uh, lift on the weed but, thing, dude. But this uh, <laughs> this cliche meet you in the middle kind of state that libertarians like to throw out there. Uh, now, I mean, I don't like to use that one too often because I find that too, way too often 
uh, Republicans and Democrats will meet in the middle for, for not the wrong only, reasons. For, for, no, for I, I see where you're going reasons. with this. I, yeah. I hear, I hear but, uh, what you're saying. Like, but yeah, like, but, like yeah, it's almost like going to bring the that. best of both. Right. Are because I don't think. I don't think. And over what? Low taxes low, low, and exactly. individual liberty. That's what I was about to get to. I don't think that these that these Californians migrating to Texas right now are these uh, are these liberal. Uh, you know, uh, caricatured Californians that a lot of the country probably yeah. has in their minds when they think about something like that. I think that these are probably more suburban or rural Californians who are sick and tired of the uh, of the taxes and the regulations. And this. I'm not saying there's not a lot of urban Californians yeah, moving yeah, to Texas yeah. too. I'm sure there are, uh, but I, I'm also there is some. Texas to California migration going on as well. I mean yeah. that do, that does happen as well. Yeah. There's always it would be interesting you know, to see the numbers this, is, this year. This though. Is it would be interesting dude, to see the numbers. This this whole migration thing also kind of t- ties into to one thing I wanted to bring up with you this evening, uh, because in light of uh, the Supreme Court shooting down Texas's uh, lawsuit that we talked about earlier, I don't know if you saw the Republican lawmaker. I can't remember his name right now. Yes, but the I one did. who 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 tweeted out there yes. that maybe the red states yes, should form their I, own I union. I almost okay? brought this up earlier, and I yes. I, I, I lost it. But uh, yeah. and people say this is a crazy idea, but you know what? With enough migration, it's not a crazy idea, if you ask me. Uh, you, but see, but it, the, that's the key. That it would really take the migration. We we've got to you know we we live under this premise that like. Our thoughts and our 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 now reality or what we see as reality is actually like I don't want to see a, a a breakup essentially of the United States. You know, I don't. Who wants to see that? Raise your hand. I don't want to see that. But right. do I think that it's very possible in the times that we live in? Do I think it's a reasonable way that and maybe not a split. Maybe that's a strong word like a breakup, but like a, a you know. Maybe the states kind of do their own damn things own a thing. little bit. I, would, uh, know, I, I, like, I see that as being something that's very, very likely, actually. Right. Kind of kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, like the earlier Articles of Confederation, going back to that real sentiment of federation or confederation or whatever you want to call it, the idea that in the early years of this republic, a lot of people don't realize this, but if you look at a lot of the early documents legal documents and stuff like that, that that refer to the United, what we now today call the United States of America, they used to call it these United States of America. Plural. Plural. And it was like that. It was like that clear up until the Civil War. They changed it after the Civil War. After the Civil War, it was no longer these United States of America. Then it became the United States of America. Singular. Yeah. Right? Okay. And I think that we really need to we really need to consider taking ourselves back to that plural aspect of our country, the, the the real the real nuts and bolts of federation. And I think that's one of the that's that could be one of the uh, few avenues to nice and smoothly resolve at least some of the problems in this country. I'm not going to sit here and say that would result. It might be the path of least resistance, like in a sense. Everybody kind of can be fine. Well, and you're seeing on small levels too the autonomous zones that have been happening. Even like businesses now are using the the autonomous zone and that's just, I I know those are small little brush fires, but 
Right. You know, you keep an eye on that that movement in people's mind. You know, that is coming up of breaking away from this this nonsense, breaking away from it. You know, like right. uh, the tyranny in America is is not ideally acceptable. You know, right. I mean, people people are going to buck at a at a point. I think that you know, twenty twenty one is a year that you're gonna uh, uh, see a lot more of that. It, but also, just on the idea of people moving around, as I I believe that uh, Oracle and HP. Both are like the CEOs and things are Trump supporting companies. So you're right. Like those are. It's not like they're hardcore liberal companies moving over here. They're moving over here because their taxes. And I think they are leaving some plants over there in California. I'm sure they have employees over there that are very happy about that leaving plant. But they're moving their headquarters, which probably for tax purposes, over to Texas. It tells you that you know. And and I mean also the idea that Texas would just all the why why would anyone think that that Texas, obviously a red state right now, obviously pretty pretty good on our taxes and stuff that like that here. We're attracting all of this new business and stuff. Who in their right mind, what what politician in their right mind would suddenly say, okay, we need to put the brakes on that. Well, we here's start, the people. Here's the people. Start, uh, because people will vote yeah. in for people. The same people who will go line up to get that injection right now I'm not trying to be mean, right? But we'll go no, sit there yeah. and say, "I'm, I'm, you know, I'm yeah. brave. I'm man. being patriotic. I'm being. Pa- I'm gonna. Yeah. And you know what? It's about time that now we've got people that moved here. We've all here. Now's the time that you know Texas goes blue, and then you see how ideas just start to spread. Well, I, I, I'm not, I'm not too sold on it. I think there's going to be some good years in Texas, but I, I will say this: for people who have have known Texas to be a certain way. Uh, I, I think that we are going to see some massive changes in the way that it it, it is. You know, I, I just I'm not saying they're all going to be bad. Right. I think a lot will be good, but I'm just saying that it's not going to ever really be the same. I mean, you just can't. You know, in 2010 the population was 25 million in Texas. In 2015 it was 27 and a half million, and then in 2019 it was 29 million. I would really like to see what it's going to be now. And, and, and the thing about it is, is a lot of people, older people that remember Texas for the way that it was, are always going to die off, of course. We all right. die, right? And then other people, I think, are going to eventually, if, if indeed, like, Texas does start to show signs of going blue, it's going to drive a lot of people away, you know, who are yeah. going to move to other places like Wyoming and, yeah. you know, and then they're going to get affected, you know, probably, right? Right. Or, or they're going to move to other places where they can get, they can, you know, they, you know, I mean, the population of Texas won't be an issue for a long time because it's a large state. But it, the, the trend can't continue. I mean, right. right? I mean, at some point, it's going to, it will really change everything. I mean, yeah. you, why are you watching what's happening to Bandera? <laughs> and I've watched what happened to Castroville, Texas, where I went to high school. And if you probably live in a rural town, anywhere close to a major city or a major, a bigger area that's growing, you've just seen your town just keep changing and changing. And it's because those numbers just keep increasing and increasing. And again, that probably has something to do with population increases of the earth too. But, but, but big movements in places change things faster than they should a lot of times. And that's what, that's what you've really seen in Texas, in my opinion, already. Yeah. Uh, and it's just going to get more quick here. You're going to really see it. Uh, in the next 10 years, five years probably. I mean, you've already seen. Right. Uh, Yeah, that's something that I keep my eye on because I just, my thing is I I want people to be happy. If people are happy in Texas and if indeed 
you know, things start to change here and I don't like it, I'll move on with my life. I'll be fine. You know, it, it is what it is. I'm sure there will always be a another step in your life to take right. as long as there is. I'm cool with it. But, you know, uh, I just want to live the way I want to live and I don't, you know, I don't want to be bothered. You know, some people don't want to live in these big cities and have lights everywhere. Some people like the stars, yeah. man. And yeah. Chill like that, you know, and as long as there's those places where we can respect that, then uh, I'll be cool with that. Um, yeah, so uh, one thing, too, we were talking about one time, we were talking about uh, Denali, Mount Denali Peak in in, um, in Alaska, right? And I saw this crazy thing, man. Let me see if I if I put it on here. I know I did. Oh, yeah. How, how many days do you think it would take to climb Denali? Do you think on average it does take to climb Mount McKinley? All, really known as Denali. Yeah, like to hike it. Yeah, like to get to like the top. To, to get yep. to the top of Mount McKinley. On probably average. like, probably like, I don't know, like ten days. Yeah, it, on average, it's an average of sixteen to twenty days up. Sixteen days to twenty-one days to up. 21 I'm sorry, days? and then it's two to three days down. Dang, so almost two fly, weeks. You flying on that way down? Holy cow! Isn't that insane? Uh, Isn't that insane? That is insane. Did, now surely that must have something to do with like you can't you can't elevate too quickly or something like that. Well, what right? it has I to mean, do with what it has to do with is probably the way that you have to climb. It's probably the, you probably, probably like, you probably when you climbing up. I mean, setting up the equipment and all yeah. of that stuff that you have to do. I mean, and you're not literally going in a straight line. No, up and you're like you're not like walking. I mean, you're yeah. you're crossing these big canyons right. and stuff like that. It's very rugged. It's not what people think. You know. There's right. a, rock climbing that goes into big mountains like that I'm sure and it depends on which way you go and I don't know how they took these averages but I think what they say is the people who who have taken it this is about what they calculate I I would say is 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 where they got this information from Um, but that's an interesting one and then uh, the highest point I wanted to talk about this too because these are just fun facts for people who don't know a lot about Texas or are moving to Texas who are new uh, the highest peak in Texas is not even close to Denali, but it's uh, over way far in West Texas. It's called Guadalupe Peak. Have you ever been to the I've Guadalupe Mountains? Man, I really want to go. Yeah. It's uh, it's 8,749 feet above sea level, so it's well, yeah, it's pretty bad. decent. I yeah. mean, it's a mountain it's for a mountain. sure. It's a real yeah. mountain. It, yeah, it yeah. sure is. It sure is. And uh, that's it's over there. It's north of El Paso. Not straight north, but northeast of El Paso, right on pretty much the Guadalupe Mountains or right on the New Mexican border there, uh, southern New Mexico. And uh, a cool place, man. I mean, you can do that hike in six to eight hours. Oh, wow. So it's oh, a lot right. different. Yeah, I mean, not, it, it, the scales are not the yeah, same. Not even comparable. But, it, but what that goes to show you is the mass of McKinley, of, right. of Denali, is the mass of it, how yep. the girth of it and what you have to go through to just to get to be able to summit it you yeah. know as to where guadalupe you can get right down to the base and yeah, summit right up in right. a few hours which is not that easy trust me it's right. hard too but um yeah so that's a fun fact and then uh texas uh, obviously it borders um louisiana and arkansas and oklahoma and new mexico and then mexico to uh, a, a large part mexico yeah. the most right. the biggest border is the mexican border uh, but also is the Gulf of Mexico, which it has 367 miles of coastline. Right. That's insane. Drive yep. So if you started at, at um, South Padre Island and headed up, if you could drive right up the coastline, 
It's 300 and if you could boat up it, 367 yeah. miles until you'd get over into the Louisiana border. And uh, that's kind of cool. And then, of course, the biggest state park in Texas is Big Bend State Park. And it's uh, 486 square miles. And that's the state park, and that's actually located further west than Big Bend National Park, which is different. They're different. Uh, Mm -hmm. One's a national park, one's a state park. Big Bend National Park is 1,252 square miles. So together they're about... Uh, 1,700 square miles of yeah. national park over in West Texas in the Chisos Mountain Range, and yeah. and uh, it's a that's just another area of Texas that is very fundamentally, uh, you know, just that's it's a big part of Texas. Yeah. It, those things are are big. Guadalupe Mountain is is relatively unknown. Right. Uh, people don't talk a lot about the Guadalupe Mountains and Guadalupe Peak because. There is Big Ben, and right. uh, that takes up a lot of people's uh, efforts over in West Texas. It's massive. West Texas has some of the largest counties in the country. Oh, yeah. It is, it is, it is very sparse out yeah. there. Um, so it's yeah. fascinating. It's a very cool place. It's right. almost like another world. Um, and then, uh, oh, there's other things I, I wanted to get into, but we, we'll, we'll just move on to this. Uh, we'll go to Would You Rather here, man. This is an yeah. easy one. I didn't go too crazy on it tonight. Um, would you rather have, uh, if you had a cabin or a house built in the woods, uh, would you rather have it be built of wood, the trees, or stone? What do you prefer? Ah, oh, man. You know, I, I would prefer the the, uh, the wood, the cabin, you know, log cabin style. Yeah. Uh, though it, it would probably be, like, if, if I was actually having to survive in this thing, uh, it would probably be more practical to do the stone. I don't know. Could yeah. be I could be mixed up there, but I would think that uh, the stone might be a little less susceptible to fire, you know. Uh, but if it was just a vacation home that I wasn't having to worry about, you know, sc- scraping out a living and, and it burning down, it would definitely be the log cabin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I would go with uh, man. I I I love the log cabin thing, you know, like yeah. chopping down the trees and then making the log cabin. And I see, like, if you're going cabin in the woods, right. then then you definitely have to consider that. Out in the hill country, actually, the rock out here um, actually kind of does make some sense to implement it as well. But right. uh, the rock, then I live in a, in a house that's made out of uh, c- cinder block, which is not stone, but it's, it's, it's similar. Uh, you know, I mean, same. And, and not having to worry about the fire hazard... <clears throat> as much is definitely a little bit of an ease, you know, because, like, right. that that cedar wood, like, real dry, you know, gets real oh, dry yeah, over dude. time. Yeah, like, you become a... Right look, I don't yeah. know if you watched uh, Alone. You ever watch that show Alone I was telling you about where they send those people out to just survive on, uh, you know, they, they send them out, to, you get ten items and you just got to go survive. The person who survives the longest wins, you know. At any time, they can hit this little button on a radio and tap out. But anyway... <laughs> so many of those people burn down their shelters, man. So many of them go home because they burn down their shelters, man. That's yeah, a, that is a that is a big thing. Well, and, and, I mean, it, you know, yeah. I mean, it's man. We just, I and mean, it, even think about I mean, the way that we run electrical through walls and things like yeah. that. There's a lot of so. I mean, just for that, I, I I like the I like the stone. And the other thing too is is for you know if you have a wood burning stove and a little stone cabin. Right. And you get that thing warm; it's not going to escape if you have it done right. You know, right. Uh, those you know, rocks does... will conduct that heat. <laughs> you know, I, do, I so I would choose stone, but I've always thought too is like 
People build their house on top of the hills out here, and it's just the most impractical thing in the world. Yep. You know, like, you live out in these hills, like, you can tuck your house into the hill, mm-hmm. and you can get away from all the elements, you can even use it to actually help you heat and cool your house, right. you know, uh, and, and get away from the elements, and people don't use it for that. They don't use it. It's amazing to me that they don't. Uh, more people don't and maybe they do and I don't see those houses right and good for those people yeah you know well, there are definitely a few a uh, few little houses tucked into the little nooks and crannies of these <laughs> yeah. hills out here I can yeah. promise you that yeah good yeah good. that's the yeah. way it should kind of be it seems like you know it's that's right that's a it's a very practical way to live and I, I do like that I, I, I enjoy that personally yeah. so that's a cool one yeah I, I, so okay I did a smoke a joint thing with uh, George Carlin and Adam Sandler a couple episodes ago yes. okay so I'm gonna go back to that and I, I I said that Brian Johnson was deceased, but he's not. You correct me on that, but Johnny Cash is. So yeah. this makes that one more special, but it's still a hard one. Would you rather smoke a joint with Brian Johnson or Johnny Cash? Seeing yeah. that those are kind of two of your, you like the, yeah. both those guys' music. Oh, yeah. yeah no, no, I've always said, you know, Johnny Cash is my favorite singer, uh, but ACDC is my favorite band, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, but I would, I would have to probably go with Johnny Cash on that one. Yeah, have to go. Not Dang it, man! Yeah, I would definitely I mean, go with Johnny Cash. Yeah, I would no definitely go with it. Johnny Cash no because uh, he's just man. He's kind of got a mystique about him, you know. Yep. A very tough, strong guy, but also very uh, seemed like an emotional type of a person uh, right. in the best way. I mean, not in the best way. It's right. sort of interest. He's an interesting one. Okay, and then the last one I have here today is: uh, Would you rather drive from Beaumont, Texas, to El Paso, Texas, which is straight uh, east to west, and it takes about 12 hours and 16 minutes, or would you rather drive from Brownsville to Dalhart, Texas, which is all the way south, Brownsville, Texas, yeah. to all the way north? Dalhart's up north of Amarillo in the yeah, very corner, and that would take cool. about 13 hours and three Ooh. minutes. But you would see completely different yeah. things. Oh, yeah. It would be a completely different drive. Uh, man, I'm going to have to probably... I would probably do the uh, the Brownsville to... North Dale Texas. Dalhart, you said? Yeah, Dalhart? Yeah, D- Dalhart, yeah. Dalhart? Yeah, Dalhart. Uh, that would be a good one, man. You'd, you you know, you'd, you'd start at the South Texas Plains, you know, and you'd come up through the hill country, <laughs> yeah. I assume. Uh, and then you'd go up through... Uh, and you'd end up up there, up, like, probably... Getting into like the Oklahoma Red Dirt Hills, you know. Uh, you would also see um, Paladero Canyon on that trip. You yep. would pass by things like Paladero Canyon, which is a the the second largest canyon in, on in in America, I believe. I believe it is. Uh, right. And and yeah, there is a lot of cool stuff that way. That's man, that's a hard one for me because I would do both of them. I like right. to drive, and I would do both of those honestly if I had a uh, chance. I would. The opposite. I hate but to drive. you don't like it. <laughs> I'm not a big. Fan I would. Of I would love to do both those trips. But man, the thing about going um, is once you get up north of the hill country, like San Angelo and stuff, you're gonna hit a lot of farmland. Right. That would be the one thing about like the Panhandle and stuff. But then once you got up to like Palo Duro Canyon and north, then it would be really cool. But until you got there, you'd have a stretch that was really boring. But both ways you would. Right. Um, but I'd probably choose the one that you chose to first. Uh, I think you would see a lot less population that way. It would be a yeah. lot more rural. In East Texas from Beaumont, you would have to go through a lot of towns. Oh, yeah. and Which if, if, you want, you know, towns. if you want to see towns, then, right. then that would be a good one. But... Uh, you know, south to north, I mean, there would be very few stops you'd really have to make. Most of those towns have big roads running right through them. Yep. Um, it, it would be pretty 
you would be going. It'd be highway time, you right. know, window time for sure. Um, yeah, but yep. so that's it, man. That's what I have All there. Right. And then I wanted to give a shout out. I played a show this past Friday at a place called the Arcadia Theater in Kerrville, Texas, yeah. and it's an old movie theater. They re they repurposed it into a musical slash just huge theater. I mean, it's a it's a uh, it's essentially a uh, you know an what do you call it like an auditorium uh, yeah. right? right and so uh i got to play there with some other great songwriters and uh one of the uh brent ryan my friend put the put it on along with the buck radio station and uh a, an organization called big seed we were raising money for this organization who helps like young kids who want to get started in music kind of be able to do events for them and things to kind of get them going and uh we were able to raise some money, but I met uh, an artist that I'd kind of known of before, but I got to sit down and really listen to some of his music, and his name's Aaron Lacombe, and he's from the Kerrville area, and he has a great song right now out, out called uh, Uncle Jack, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great song, man. It's a good one, you know, so uh, I'll give him my shout-out, man, because he just released that song. It's a Christmas song about his Uncle Jack coming out coming out of the closet Christmas no time shit. just to break it I'll, I'll, I'll be this is a yeah. spoiler alert spoiler. you know but it's a great song dude it's actually a really good song and uh you can look it up on YouTube or you can download it on like Spotify or, or whatever and uh big shout out to Aaron cause he's worked hard for a long time and it, it's good to see people get uh get get that you know have that success man it's a good song and he's a yeah. great songwriter and I, 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 I feel like this is my shout out to him but if there's anything right. else you want to go out in on man Man, I think we, uh, we've definitely done our share of ranting uh, this episode. I think I've pretty much gotten everything I wanted to talk about off the uh, off of my chest. I, you know, I, I would just before we, you know, before we before we end this thing, I would just reiterate what we were talking about earlier. Man, let's just you know, just think about how 15 days to flatten the curve of this coronavirus thing has now turned into 270 something days, and now what they're saying. 2022 maybe maybe they're saying and i you know i I would bet my bottom dollar that that's almost certainly going to be you know there's no plan yeah they're just saying no plan you know uh you've alluded to this on a couple of other episodes and i mean i'm just going to say it again now you know i mean at some point i think that we as a country are going to have to stand up and say you know enough is enough uh you know it's we're alone, we're only going to have as much of this as we will tolerate, you know. And right now, I think we're we're demonstrating that we'll tolerate a lot. Yes, <laughs> and, and and I mean, in you know, uh, in the Declaration of Independence, it, it alludes to this that people are prone to tolerate a lot of tyranny before they finally do something about it. And uh, that's just a, the point I wanted to end on is just you know for people to think about you know how long. How long are we are we supposed to, to do that? You know, yeah, pretend to it's okay. Pretend this craziness is normal. Normal response to to a virus. It's not. It's not normal. Nothing about this is normal, and we shouldn't accept it as such. Yeah, man. Well, a couple of things to that is number one, we literally do this. If no one ever listens to this, you and I can sit back and listen to this and where we were and right. our thoughts and our principles one day. So it's for ranting. Yeah. So absolutely. rant away. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you do this right. for, you know. Uh, and, and again, you know, this is an opinion-based show, so people take it as it is. I don't. I'm no. I, <laughs> I don't know anything that anyone else doesn't know. But I mean, we, right. this is how we spread ideas, man. Is to keep our 
this is the freedom of speech, man. This is it, you know, right? Uh, this is our ability to do this, and you do it because you can. Um, but no, I, and I agree to that. To that again, I, I mean, I, I hate to see it, but you can't possibly think that you're not going to see it. And, and as a matter of fact, you're already seeing it. If you yeah. if you want to look around, and I don't, I would personally say that the best thing you can do is try to focus on whatever is good in your life. Try to build on that as much as you can. That would be my first recommendation. When in doubt that they're shutting businesses down and really getting dictatorial control and pushing hard and businesses are fighting back. Because in other states, they are locked down. Right. Remember, I mean, in New York, there's blizzards coming in. They can't open up. They can't go inside. And these businesses are closed down. They're shut down. Yep. They can't do anything. For those people, what I say is, man... Uh, I could only say if it were me, and it would have been like my dad started this business, my parents started this business, and it's been going for 20 years, and right. I'm going to lose it. I mean, you choose, I guess, you yeah. know, but, man, it would be hard for me to just sit there and listen to them, and I support people who want to keep people safe and do whatever it takes, but don't want to destroy their livelihoods because of it. Right. You know, I support those people. I, I really do. I feel for them. And uh, you are going to see, in my opinion, you're going to see people, um, this movement is going forward. There is a lot of people that are very, very, very irritated with the way this has been treated. And, and nice. again, we haven't seen these effects yet. This is going to be 2021 stuff, but um, I, I am disappointed that uh, we are where we are. But, again, I, I'm not... It's hard for me to point fingers at anyone. I mean, dude, you could point fingers at everyone, I guess, really, if you really wanted to break it down. Right. So I think that's a waste of time. I'm disappointed where we are, but for me, again, I'm trying to focus on things in my life that I can build off of. It has been a reset, no pun intended, oh, yeah. for everybody, one way yep. or the other. And I've kind of used it as that because what else are you going to do? And, uh, you know, I focused on other things that I could have worked on, you know, and I'm, I'm just going to keep doing that. But, I mean... Man, for some people, they don't live like I do, you know? I, I, I'm not saying I was prepared for this, but I, I live a certain way that, that does, that I'm not as prone to living in an apartment in the city, running, running a business that I've spent my livelihood on. Right. Man, if I'm those people, I cannot see how they stay quiet for much longer. Yeah. I just no, can't I see it. And again, there are, are, there are people who are acting out. There right. is a lot of censorship going on. You don't get to see a lot of these things. Yep. Uh, it will come out in the months to come. You will see. Um, but uh, I just hope people hang in there, man. And I hope uh, I hope people can gain something from this. If you can't, again, Levi and I definitely do gain something from this. And for me, you know, breaking away from what I'm always doing and just coming here and having the conversations with somebody else, I, I enjoy it right. regardless, yeah, you know, and, yep. it, and it's good. So, uh, you know, hopefully you can take something from this. And again, um, if you're just looking through podcasts and you type in Texans and this pulls up because you're interested in something Texas, uh, welcome. Uh, we uh, we enjoy this state very much, and uh, who knows where it will all lead, man. That's that's the bottom line today, man. Pretty much. <laughs> that's the bottom line, dude. But that's it. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.